0: Welcome to the Akashic Musings podcast. My name is Laura Mazata and I will be your guide during this sacred experience. I'm an Akashic healer and teacher and have also been a therapist for almost 20 years. This podcast is your go-to opportunity for all things healing, inspiration and empowerment. I will be sharing potent wisdom from divine intelligence in the space of the Akashic records. For more understanding of what the Akashic Records are, I encourage you to listen to episode one or head over to my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'm so grateful to have you here, receiving the powerful, energetic shifts that radiate through these messages. Just by listening in, you're doing your part to raise the vibration of the planet and fully realize our natural state of wellness and vitality. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode on guilt. I recommend that you grab a glass of water and a pen and paper for this one because there is a lot of wisdom packed into this one little episode. So the first thing to share is that guilt is actually the number one unwarranted emotion that humans feel. It's habitual, it's compulsive, and it's conditioned. And you're going to understand why that is after we chat about this today. So Guilt is really only truly warranted when you intend to harm someone, when you are intentionally trying to harm someone else. This is not the case 99.9% of the time, but it's something that people really try to avoid feeling. It's become this one of the top emotions that people avoid because it's just crawl out of your skin uncomfortable. And what happens is that in the avoidance of this emotion, people compulsively respond to other people's demands and pleasing other people in order to avoid feeling guilt, in order to prevent it, okay? But it's actually better for your wellness and better for your growth and your expansion to take actions that uphold your boundaries and your values and your honest authenticity because then you can put your head on the pillow at night knowing that you were true to yourself. So it's better to make these choices, even if you're feeling guilt while you're doing it, because the guilt is just an emotion and emotion are energy in motion. And so it's going to just flow through you. Emotions are just energy that's naturally going to pass through you if they're given the chance to, and they only stick around and they intensify when We rile ourselves up by coming up with all sorts of stories about what these emotions mean and we judge them and we try to make sense of them and then then they end up becoming part of our vortex and they just keep building. So the important thing is that when something like guilt comes up, you just turn towards loving yourself through the process and that could mean that you take some of those old stories and release them or burn them or rip them up that you stand in your power and sovereignty even if you don't fully feel it yet, but you take those actions that take you towards who you desire to be even if you're not fully feeling it yet, okay? This way, you're taking action that honors who you desire to become and you're not living in the judgment or the scrutiny of someone else or even a previous version of yourself. The reality is that the more that we give into the guilt – and take action just to diminish it or to prevent it, the more we end up being at the mercy of external factors to us, other people, other situations. And this means that guilt is really very easily a catalyst for being at somebody else's mercy. And that doesn't sound empowered, does it? So we, of course, want to move towards feeling more empowered and sovereign in our lives. And the problem is that as technology continues to become more advanced, the more accessible we become. And then we feel this pressure to constantly answer people, to be on call for other people, for work, etc., because we have so much access. And that goes the other way too, where we can feel angry or jealous or resentful or dismissed or rejected if other people don't answer us right away, because it's become this lifestyle and this culture with technology continuing to expand. But we actually aren't made to be consistently accessible to other people. We're made to be consistently accessible to ourselves. And that ripples out to other people as we deeply thrive So the true answer to the guilt issue is that when it arises, your inner child needs some love. It needs attention and nurturing, and it may even need just some space to release and to express emotion. So take your attention off of the person or the situation outside of you when the guilt arises, and instead focus on the best return on your energetic investment, which is you. You're so deeply deserving. And when you offer yourself the gift of presence, and compassion, and patience, and grace, this serves you and those around you and generations after you. It's truly a gift of service, but when we get so caught up in feeling guilty about this person or this situation or something that you said, your focus is outside of you, and your focus is on something that isn't sustainable, and you're distracting yourself from the real work. Because honestly, some of this emotion that you're carrying and some of this guilt that shows up, it might not even be yours to carry. This could be from your ancestry or from past lives or something you've absorbed from other people, either during a time when you were feeling codependent or otherwise. And ultimately, like I said, it's all about how much you can love yourself. So if you can view guilt as a catalyst for loving yourself and expanding your capacity to love, which is totally possible, you're going to find a lot of this resolving. I know that with each child that I had, I have three kids and the first one that I had, oh my gosh, loved her more than anything in the world. Then I was like, all right, well, how am I going to love my second child as much as I love my first one? Like, there's just no way, you know, I don't understand how it's possible for me to hold this amount of love within my being. And lo and behold, I had my second child, loved my second child just as much. Third child comes along, how am I going to hold this amount of love? Third child comes along, oh my gosh. And so my field just continues to expand more and more to hold the level of love that I choose to receive and welcome into my life. So this is something that you can start doing consciously by visualizing the receiving of love from the universe, from other people. Allowing it to continue expanding and as you're doing that breathing into your lower energy center, which is really your pelvic bowl, the base of your spine, your pelvic area, a.k.a. your sacral chakra. So you can breathe into this and continue to allow this space to expand as you breathe and visualize this love coming towards you. So That's a really beautiful exercise for you to continue to return to, but let's go back to relationships for a second. When you are focused on the guilt in the context of relationships, which is most often the time when it shows up, it's also important to ask yourself, what are the expectations that exist in this situation on their part and your part? What is your goal of this relationship or the interaction that you're currently engaged in? Where are you not honoring your own values or your own boundaries in this scenario. And then you flip the same thing. You know, what is their goal in this interaction or relationship? It's not your responsibility to ask whether they're honoring their own values and boundaries. That's for them. But it can be helpful perspective for you to understand. If you guys have a mutual goal, great. That means that you guys both want the same thing. You don't have to get there in the same way. You're, both, you're unique individuals right but what happens is we get so scared that we're going to lose these relationships and we feel like we need to owe people something or justify ourselves or apologize in order to have a relationship where these people don't leave us okay and in this way guilt becomes a form of apology because when you're justifying your feelings or behavior and explaining why you're doing things endlessly, you're actually apologizing. You're feeling some shame and embarrassment about what you've done. And so when you do that, it's almost like you're saying that or feeling like, oh, well, if I if would just shut my mouth or not set boundaries or not express my needs, then everything would be fine, right? And that's conditioning. That's where the conditioning comes from. You've either learned that from society or from somebody in your life and your childhood, likely when you were young. This idea that you needed to shut your mouth, be completely open with your boundaries and overgiving and not express your needs because it's better when a child keeps their mouth shut, right? And so then we end up in this space of apology when we step into our power and guilt then becomes a preventive mechanism so that when you're then feeling guilty and justifying yourself, the other person feels bad for you, right? And then they feel bad for you so they can't be mad. So now you've actually subconsciously manipulated the other person into not being mad at you. Does that make sense? Right? So you're not doing this on purpose, but the guilt arises, you start to justify yourself. Even if this person is upset about something else, the focus now becomes placed on you because you're feeling guilty and you're bringing that forward with all of this justification and repetition. They then feel bad for you. They can't be mad situation. Whew, thank goodness. Now I don't have to feel guilt anymore, but that becomes a compulsive pattern and then guilt continues to serve a purpose and then it comes up over and over and over again with the same kind of cycle. Okay. And the reason that you actually expect them to be mad in the first place and therefore go into all this justification is because you've been so uncomfortable for so long expressing your needs and boldly holding your boundaries that when you actually stand in your power, you expect that they're going to be angry about it. It's kind of like a self fulfilling prophecy. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but the self fulfilling prophecy is when, like, you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to this person's house and they're going to be such a dick and then I'm going to want to leave early. And so then you go over to this person's house. And you're expecting them to be a dick. And so you're interpreting every gesture and every word and every tone of voice as them being a dick. And then you say, see, I told you they were going to be a dick. And then you leave early when really your perception was one of the main things that interfered with moving forward in this situation. So the same thing applies here. You expect somebody to be mad because you've chosen to do things differently and so then you act as if they're going to be mad with justifying yourself and all these things, and then they get irritated and you say, see, they're mad, right? So it's it's very subconscious, but this comes from people-pleasing and approval-seeking and imposter syndrome, okay? This comes from you trying to prove yourself to others. And ultimately, when you're trying to prove yourself to other people it's truly about the fact that you're trying to prove yourself to yourself cuz you don't fully believe in yourself you don't fully trust in yourself and any fears that exist around losing the relationship or not benefiting from the situation that you're in is really something that i you need to focus on and i actually encourage you to call forward cuz that's where you need to put your focus You need to put your focus on letting yourself get scared and then let yourself get pissed because guess what? On the emotional frequency scale, guilt is lower than fear and fear is lower than anger. So you're actually moving your way up the emotional frequency scale to get to a higher vibration by shifting from guilt to fear. Let yourself get scared about the thing that you're really scared about and then let yourself get pissed right? And you're, you're slowly moving your way up. But either way, you're moving through it. You're turning toward it. And you're not in avoidance mode, okay? And so when you do this, you're going to be able to assess better what you need and meet that need internally instead of being distracted by the people and the situations around you, okay? So the other thing too is that your relationships are just going to improve this way. And I know that you think that They could potentially fall on their face when you shift your role like this. But people feel safer in relationships where there isn't mystery and there isn't a lack of clarity. Okay. They want honesty, they want directness. So, you know, you want to make sure that your boundaries are very clear because if they're loose, people expect more from you because you've loosened your boundaries. Then they grow expectations even higher and then you feel guilty when they're not met. So you can actually stop this entire freaking ball from rolling down the hill by setting your boundaries in the first place. Then they don't grow these expectations because they know what to expect because you've made it clear and then you don't have to feel guilty about not you know, meeting their expectations because they don't have them in the first place. Okay, and you can stop over apologizing and just take that out of your vocabulary. All right. So it's important for you to identify on the tail end of this, you know, what are your core values? How how are you demonstrating them in your life? And if you don't feel that you are, how can you return to those? How can you return to expressing those and making those a priority? Because that's what's going to help you step into that authenticity with yourself and be really clear about where your boundaries are, what's a non-negotiable and what's not. Okay, and you may even find that you need to go back to the drawing board and adjust your value system a little bit. We also carry values from conditioning from society and from our family of origin and other people who've been influential in our lives. So it could just be a good time for you to adjust your value system Um Based on the data of where am I putting all my time and energy? Okay. Because if you don't do this, what happens is you end up going into savior mode to save everybody else or make sure that these relationships are appeased. And the really the point there is for you to avoid your own work. You know, it feels great in the moment to say, oh, that person's not mad at me or, oh, I helped somebody else, right? But a lot of people deflect this way. Guilt is a huge deflection mechanism from stepping into your own power and a delay tactic from stepping into your own power. Because what happens is we develop a learned helplessness with guilt. Because we get into this space where it's, oh my gosh, well, I can't act in the way that I'm meant to act or that I desire to, because then somebody's going to be mad. And so I'm just going to sit here and be complacent or live my life passively because I don't want to piss anybody off. And then you're not doing anything. And you're also relying on other people and external circumstances to guide you into your power, right? So let's stop using guilt as an excuse, even if subconsciously. To justify standing up for ourselves and to get our needs met and to set boundaries so that we can really pass on this bold, direct style to our children, to future generations so that they can be strong and empathic and confident humans. Because so many of us were taught to shut our mouths, like I said, to sacrifice for the greater good, to meld into the mold. But we don't have to apologize for being bold. The world needs more bold. And sometimes actually pissing people off with your truth is more important than staying silent. It's not like your intention is to piss people off, but sometimes that can happen. And all that is, is other people becoming activated by your truth. And that's a good thing because it puts them in a position to then be able to choose whether they want to focus on healing or transformation within themselves. And that's not something that you can control. You kind of take your, your hands off the wheel at that point. But You've done your, you've served your purpose, which is really just being yourself, showing up to be yourself. So there was a lot packed into this episode. And I really encourage you to take some notes. Shoot me a message if you have any questions about what came up or if you say, hey, you know, this isn't how I experienced this Um, because guilt is something, it's a deep one and it's one that we are consistently uncovering more and more information about as we continue to work with it. So getting your feedback is always going to just help us learn more and more about the field. And thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you tuning in and just allowing yourself to receive this wisdom Um, And integrating it in your own way. And I will see you again next week for another episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. I'm so grateful you're taking the time to integrate healing at the deepest level. If you loved this episode, connect with me on Instagram at Emerge Healing and Wellness or contact me through my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'll see you next week on the next episode of the Akashic Musings Podcast. Bye for now and have a wonderful week.